Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. WGNRadio.com. Everybody says the same thing. How, how, how does this hazing continue? And then there's another set of people that go, well, it goes on everywhere. Well, it shouldn't go on everywhere. How do we stop it? Natalie Graves has a private practice specializing in athletes' mental health and performance, and she's the author of a book called The Athlete's Prep Book. But she got her master's degree from the University of Chicago School of Social Service Administration, her bachelor's from Chicago State University. Natalie, do you still practice in Chicago? Yes, I do. And so you have watched this whole thing unfold with Northwestern University how is it that even though it's illegal, this continues, and why do students wait so long to step forward and say something? It, it is happening um, as far as students not saying anything. It's the culture within the program. So there is a feeling of powerlessness. So if the culture is this is what we do, this is what is accepted, for you to progress, to be successful, to be accepted, you have to deal with this, you have to endure this. So it's a culture of that you just don't say anything. And that's a real concern because the people who are supposed to be taking care of our athletes, the coaches and the administrators, they're taking a blind eye, in some cases, taking part. And for some of these student-athletes, they've spent their whole life trying to make this team. They've got scholarship money. Their families are invested. So I understand why they're kind of frozen and they don't want to throw that all away because at, at the moment that you would walk forward, it seems like that's exactly what would happen. It would, it would vanish into thin air and nobody would listen to what you have to say. Right, and you would also be be isolated from the team, um, and so you're marked as an other, uh, not a team player, not to be accepted. So it's a very toxic and unhealthy environment. You have to think about it. You said it correctly. You know, Northwestern is a is a prominent D one. Uh, program and these athletes have been playing since they were five, six, seven years old, and now they have reached a high aspect of their their athletic career. And now to be faced with, do I say something and risk it all, or do I just endure it, uh, seemingly like everyone else has before me? And when you have counseled, um, stood by, listened to those who have been hazed. How has it impacted their life? It has impacted in a great way. The, the misconception is that hazing brings some sort of strength or, or togetherness with a team. When actually, the research shows it has the opposite effect. And some of the effects is as is, is simple as a lack of confidence, poor performance. And then it gets even more concerning with clinical depression, low self-esteem, suicide ideation, and worst-case scenarios, homicidal ideation. Yikes. And is it happening, do you see that, or do people in your field recognize that it's happening in high schools as well, or is it really predominantly at colleges and universities? Actually, 
there was an article um, produced, uh, published in 2017, talking about the growing concern of high school hazing. So we are seeing it younger and younger. And the way we interrupt this is that, that we have to, as programs, we have to state that this is a non-acceptable, no-tolerance for this type of behavior. And I actually, when, I, when we talk about hazing, I use the word abuse mm-hmm. because this is abusive behavior. It can come in the form of physical, emotional, and sexual Yeah, and people are always perplexed by the sexual nature of it, but any sexual abuser, it doesn't have to do with sex. It has to do with power, and that's That's what they're trying to point out, right? Power and control, and it's having dominance over someone else, wanting someone else to be submissive. So some of the scenarios is, you know, there's the rookies or the freshmen. Um, It is believed that they have to go through some type of, of um, reaching um, a certain status by going through um, hazing behaviors. And really what we're talking about is, is cultural abuse, which is hazing. Um, and, and my concern here is I don't, I don't expect for the, the student-athletes to feel that they have a lot of power in the situation, but the coaches should say something and do something. There's a big problem here is that there are things that are not put in place to create safe environments for your athletes. And it's not just in athletic programs. We've seen it in sororities and fraternities. It's been idolized in movies and TV programs like it's a rite of passage or it's something that we should accept. That's exactly right. So, I mean, hazing is not new. I mean, if we go back to beginning of a Greek time, this was going on, and it has just continued into fraternities and sports, and sometimes it's clubs. We had we had a story with with a band um, having hazing, and and that that band member uh, died. So so it's happening in group dynamics, and so when you're seeing this is going on within a group within a program. You have to begin to speak about it, educate, and then put some things in place for severe consequences when things happen. That includes the coaching staff. Okay, so what do we do? What can schools do to stop it, to fight it? Because honestly, look what, look what the, the, it's like throwing a rock in a pond. The ripples that are going throughout Northwestern yeah. and the people who are paying the price for this, who might not have even been affiliated with it, is numerous. So it behooves everybody to put a stop to it. What do schools do? So the first thing we want to do is educate what is hazing. What does it look like? Um, what are the different forms of it? So that's the first thing, education. Then the second thing is we want to make it a priority that this is, will not be tolerated. So there is a, there is a no, a non first instance. We are not accepting this at any point in time. Thirdly, we want to have everyone in the program to sign a pledge that they will not engage in this behavior. And if they engage in this behavior, that there will be consequences. Programs need to have preseason meetings to talk about 
um, what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And also, we need to have team building from a healthy standpoint, team activities, team dinners, supporting each other. So it has to be a priority within the program's culture that this is not to be tolerated. And what is to be expected is team camaraderie, brotherhood, sisterhood, having each other's back, lifting each other up, not tearing each other down. And Natalie, in your book, The Athlete's Prep Book, do you discuss that or how do you discuss it with people who come to you for counseling? Right. So so when I when I work with athletes individually, um, I do a check to see how things are going within, particularly if they are playing within a team sport. You know, how are things going? How are you getting along with your teammates? How are things with your coaches? Do you feel safe? Do you feel like if something was to happen, who could you go to? Who could you talk to? So we want to do those checks. And so as I do that one-to-one with my athletes that I see in my practice, I want to encourage the parents to do that as well. Do those checks and say, how are things going? How do you all spend your downtime? Mm-hmm. What is the relationship with the captain, the veterans, the upperclassmen, with the the, the uh, younger athletes? So we need to start asking the questions. And when we hear that there is a concern, we need to speak out. We need to talk to the coaches. We need to empower the athletes. How do they manage the situation, whether it's talking to the athlete, uh, the perpetrator for uh, one-on-one, whether that's collectively, bringing a professional on. So those are the kind of things that we definitely want to do. Thank you so much, Natalie. I appreciate your input today. The name of the book is The Athlete's Prep Book. She's an athletic counselor. She's here in Chicago. I hope we'll have a conversation again in the future. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. (laughs) 